0: Which is okay, nice. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not squishy anymore.
1: <laughs> you were so hard, or er, you're so hard now. <laughs> before you were
0: squishy. Yeah, don't talk about how hard I am. Let's do the sh- let's do the podcast. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Telling the Tale. It's a podcast where we're going to play through every single episodic. Video game coming out of Telltale Games, the studio who pioneered the genre. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here today with Dustin Jackson.
1: Hello. Remember that game Minecraft?
0: Dustin, you're a host on this podcast. Here I am. But I just said I'm the host and I'm here with Dustin. Yeah, we're both hosts. Well, yeah, but the way I said it would imply that you're not, and I feel like you should be more mad at me.
1: Oh, uh wow you really fucked up there this is minecraft
0: story mode season one <laughs> episode one the order of the stone released originally on october 13th 2015 directed by dennis leonard and glenn ross uh, designed by steven mcmanus and grady standard and written by michael chong and laura Jaquim
1: what a, How what did a you good feel? collection of names
0: how did yeah. I feel about that? I, how how did great. you
1: feel about those names you just said?
0: Uh, I think I got at least half of them right.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a good average.
0: Yeah, maybe even three quarters. Uh, but uh, Laura Hakim, I'm almost positive that is not how that is supposed to be said. Uh, in looking at the release date, we already played stuff that was after this. We played uh, Michonne is after this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Um, New Tales is, of course, after this, where, where it was only a couple months ago, right? Uh, yeah. But I do think this is kind of a an interesting place for us in the series right now, the our podcast series, at least, because October 13th, 2015, uh, we're no longer jumping ahead. We just kind of got here. and <laughs> We
1: stumbled our way here.
0: This is interesting because I think this is the first game... That came out of Telltale during the time in which we already knew each other.
1: You and Ooh. I. Ooh. Th- Interesting. I Have we known for... each other for that long? Since 2015? Um, well, I- I'm counting
0: like having spoken to each other briefly and indirectly in on a forum, maybe. <laughs> right, uh, right. But yeah, I don't I don't know when we started like really talking to each other. Maybe we didn't talk to each other at all before the podcast started. I can't remember how that went.
1: (laughs) It's been too long. (laughs) I nailed the audition.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Man, I should talk to this friend more. Uh, (laughs) Had to invent a whole failed video game company in order to just get on the horn with you.
1: Telltale Games, guess what? Never existed, buddy.
0: (laughs) If I just suggest, like, hey, there was probably a... Sam and Max game, you'll be like, hmm,
1: yeah, I bet. <laughs> Imagine doing a podcast with someone who just does not play ball like that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So, Minecraft
0: is a video game. Uh, it was developed by Mojang Studios originally in 2009, released in full as its uh, non beta, full, non early access release in 2011. And four years after that, in 2015, then we we were finally in story mode. We were checking isn't, out the story mode of the game.
1: Isn't that crazy to think about? I I had totally forgotten that Minecraft is not that old. It's massive. It's all over the place. And it really... You're saying it came out of beta in 2011. 12 years a ago. Little, wow. That... I, I guess... That is a long time. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's twelve years. It feels older than that.
0: Well, I think I think what's weird is that 2015, when story mode came out, doesn't seem that long ago. And then from that, it was only four years before the full game released. And then from that, it was only two years since like it actually started. And each of those gaps is small, but they do add together to be a larger gap. And Thailand. now
1: the Minecraft Steve is in Super Smashed Brothers video game.
0: Yeah, so fourteen years since Minecraft originally originally started. Uh, I did play Minecraft in two thousand nine, and Ooh. I did not play Minecraft after it actually came out. Um,
1: so you played it in the in the beta stage.
0: Yeah, in the very early beta stage. Ooh. I remember what? seeing this. This will take you back. A Penny Arcade comic. <laughs> about minecraft when it originally originally came out uh with i think taiko
1: our good friend taiko <laughs>
0: good buddy and telltale character taiko um he was looking around and he was like in the minecraft world in panel one of a comic and he's like wait so what do you even do in this game i'm looking at a tree and then i'm gonna punch it with my hand and i get a stick and then in the third panel he's like holding the stick and he's like oh no. And that's the that's the comic. <laughs> that that was in in the year 2009. That's what comics were.
1: That's that's one of the famous gamer comics. And
0: I think it was supposed to be understood that he said oh no because like he got it and realized he'd be addicted.
1: Right. And not it oh no really- because
0: he's holding a stick and he doesn't like sticks.
1: Yeah, maybe if I saw the comic, it would land better. Mm, Doubt it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, just because I remember it doesn't mean I want you to know it. Like, I'm just, we're just doing a podcast. I'm just saying all the stuff I know.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, That is the history of Minecraft, the comic. We we mm -hmm. hit all the highlights.
0: So Minecraft, notably, did not have any kind of story mode. Right, and I think that was part of its aesthetic and, and core de line, uh, design philosophy: of you're going to make the moments that happen in this game yourself. They're going to happen systemically. They're going to involve you engaging with systems, and if you become a hero or a villain for other people based on the engagement of those systems, it's it's just going to happen because you chose to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, a a fact of the matter story mode. Kind of goes against Minecraft's whole being. Uh, there, there are two main modes in in Minecraft. There's the normal one, which I think is called survival. Right? Uh, might be, might be true.
1: <laughs> uh, possibly. Yeah, I just
0: don't. I don't play that my, much Minecraft. I don't know all the all the stuff about it. Uh, I
1: think the first time I played Minecraft mm -hmm. and the last time I played Minecraft was maybe like a couple years ago. Not that I didn't like it. It's just. Were you playing with the DK Vine folks? Yeah, I was playing with the DK Vine folks and that was fun. I had a good time, but it feels like I, I didn't enjoy it enough to make it happen a lot i guess like i was never going up to everyone being like hey you guys want to jump into minecraft i was just kind of like okay well if people are playing and looking for people to play maybe i can take like an hour to jump in and hang out with everybody in minecraft but i uh they just don't do it as much as they used to and i'm not helping i'm not getting the minecraft sessions started
0: well, so I think, so they were playing in survival mode where th- that's basically the game is a whole game. Yeah. Um, you can't just do anything you want. You need to manage your inventory. You need to manage your health and be good at certain aspects of the combat, even though most of the combat is just like first person swing a sword in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other mode in the game is creative mode, which is very popular with younger kids, I've found. Uh, and, and anyone who just wants to just build, just take as many inventory items f- from anywhere in the game as they want and just build something outright. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a pretty cool thing to have been in the game for that long. I think that yeah. was in the game before, uh, it left early access. So it, it, it's been a, a cornerstone of the thing. Uh, if I were to get into Minecraft though, I I uh I wouldn't be interested in creative mode I think at all because I've never liked making stuff in games.
1: You know what's weird? I feel like I should like making things in games, but I rarely ever do. Sometimes I do, but I feel like I'm the kind of person who, like, if I'm playing a game, then I want to experience something other people have made. It's it's awesome sure. to have games where you can build stuff on your own, but I don't think I have the patience for it. And I'm an artist; I draw things, but yeah. I kind of prefer having that complete freedom to do whatever I want rather than being stuck in someone else's system and having to play by their rules not that that's a bad way to do it at all but like do you remember the game Disney Infinity when yeah. that came out? Yeah yeah yeah. I was kind I was kind of into that. I like Disney characters and they made it so you can just build whatever you want. There are systems to, like build your own games, mm-hmm. but it's just so limited and some people really in- enjoy that. Some people like getting creative and working within the system. But I'm I'm just like if if these systems are this narrow, I I just can't get anything out of the time I would have to put into it.
0: Yeah, not to spend too much time talking about, like, actual Minecraft, because we do have uh, a game we should be focusing on, <laughs> but, like, I totally agree w- with with that. For me, I even really like making video games. I like it enough to, to do it for money, uh, right. which I, I guess maybe that's not a compliment to the activity, because I have to <laughs> do it for money. I just enjoy not starving. Uh, is is my main thing about it but i will I'll, I'll try out i tried out dreams i tried out uh super mario maker yeah um I, I tried out the the game editor in roblox and in all of those things it's it's really cool at first especially mario maker mario maker's kind of like my favorite one of the uh, the game makers in that ilk because even though it's so much more limited than all the other ones, I, I think like that kind of limitation puts everyone in the community aimed toward a similar similar direction of like, hey, try try uh, try this thing I made based on that style of level. And I, I don't know that that kind of thing was yeah. interesting. but if it always eventually gets to a point where I'm putting in so much work creating something and then it goes to live in a closed ecosystem. Where I realize, oh, I can never like. No matter how good I do at this, it'll it'll just go into this ecosystem that like, doesn't get expanded on. No one can make great art in dreams because it has to live in dreams. And I'm not saying the art itself isn't great. I'm saying you won't be recognized as a great artist. Yeah. Uh, which is the that that is troublesome to me. It it kind of. Um, like the politics of these Roblox designers trying to become game designers eventually, like as a profession, they're young, young people uh, and they're showing great talent. And then they're putting their stuff on Roblox where there are people that will play it. But then like they, it, it because it's such a closed ecosystem, they're not recognized for that. Yeah. Um. And, and like, they can't like, you're not going to get a Wikipedia page about yourself as a Roblox game maker. But you could get a Wikipedia page about yourself as a game maker if you just let yourself own the product. You can't own the product in, yeah. in those creative thing game ecosystems. Not that Minecraft yeah. is the same as that, but if I'm building something big in Minecraft, eventually it's like, well, you just did level design, and you could have put that in a video game you made and made money Ex- or made at least a name for yourself. In exactly instead, it's locked you- in Minecraft.
1: You, you have to work with it. You're making something for Minecraft when you could just make something that can be totally its own thing. And th- what you just brought up is very interesting. Uh, I didn't even think about this. I feel like one of the reasons Mario Maker works better is it's not in that small valley where you have, like, the illusion to be very creative. Mm-hmm. Like if you get Mario Maker, you get it because you want to specifically make Mario levels. And it's fine to work within that system to make exactly that. But then things like uh Dreams or uh the short-lived project Spark, I tried that out for a little bit.
0: Yeah, you ever play Little Big Planet?
1: Yeah, a little bit, not a whole lot.
0: Yeah, just similar vibes there too.
1: Yeah, um it It just feels like, okay, I'm told I can make whatever I want, but I really can't. I have to work within this system. And I'm sure what you can make is very impressive. But yeah, like you said, it's just going to be part of that. And I I don't really like that.
0: Yeah, and there's some things, like, I think most of those... um game creation engines are turing complete which essentially means that you can do computation with them even mario maker uh you you can like build circuits out of power-ups going along music blocks and stuff like that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but if you do that um the the amount of blocks you need to put down that's required to make it turing complete is really high and you, you uh you can't just put as many as you want in and levels can only be 500 seconds long yeah. so it just ends up kind of um not feeling that way it, do- it doesn't feel like you've actually made a great amount of progress toward uh doing something that's because i i've seen mario maker levels that are like racing levels and uh first person adventure games they made a mario maker level that makes it first person it's It's wild stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I did one for Courtney's stream. It was like a a escape room, and I I felt pretty cool about my my level. Um,
1: That's a neat way to do it. It
0: involved learning Braille.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I was. I had recently played Pokemon Sapphire.
0: Yeah, it's hard to learn Braille. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like I see, I see, uh, especially younger players getting really excited about big old uh, castles they built in Minecraft and i love that for them i think it's fantastic but i i am also like a little bit worried about the ecosystem that we're putting these very talented young creators in of like hey they just built something they can't claim for themselves right uh, and and that is that is worrying cuz um y- you know if they just did it in unity and it they they just like use the default unity guy to be able to explore a castle. And then they just put it out and said, it's not really a game. It's just sort of a walk around a castle thing.
1: That's still something that's really neat. It's, it's yours. something You
0: can put that on yeah. a portfolio. You can, you can show someone. You can uh, develop your skills further. You can uh, put it out in the community and then someone else can find it and say, hey, I liked your walk around a castle game. Uh, I actually made like a character controller. So if I put my character in your castle game, put it together, all of a sudden it's kind of more like a game. And then fan fiction mm-hmm. writers can get in there. And be, if it's their own thing, they can just make it their own thing. So I, any, anytime there's big games that have this uh, like highly creative uh, build-your-own-thing mode in them, I just get skeptical. Um, yeah. That said, the survival mode of Minecraft where it's like you have this wide range of um, creation tools for the goal of working within this game i i like that quite a bit i i think that is yeah fantastic and and, uh well realized and and i enjoy i enjoy minecraft on a conceptual level still uh, i haven't personally taken the big dive to get like really good at survival mode minecraft but i keep Mm -hmm. telling myself one day one day i'll do that
1: (laughs) someday yeah as you look out on the horizon
0: (laughs) someday i will the mine the craft (laughs)
1: Uh, but before
0: i minecraft i actually minecraft story mode
1: hey me too
0: yeah how do you feel about okay so we just played episode one of season one of minecraft story mode the episode is called the order of the stone how do you feel about this in particular being the story mode of minecraft if like i think the title the title's mostly a joke right because right. it's its own game, it's a spin-off of Minecraft, it's not the story mode, but how would you take that joke if you were to take it literally? Do you think it makes sense as the story mode?
1: Um... I think it's hard for me to really say because I'm just so used to... Because this just feels like a Telltale game, and I'm yeah. so used to how Telltale does things and how their games work, that I wouldn't feel like this is what a minecraft story mode would be knowing that it's just telltale doing a mode doing their own minecraft story i it's fine that way but like if this were just given to you as no this is like the story mode of this game it might feel a little weird yeah and i I think it's because of what you said before it's just so uh antithetical to what minecraft is Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, all these big-name actors in it, and and the they all have characters, which is good for what it is. Mm-hmm. But if they, like, if you just loaded up Minecraft and you could choose to do story mode and it was this, it might feel a little weird.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially because, I mean, the aesthetics match Minecraft in a conceptual way. Like, you look around the world of Minecraft story mode and you definitely think oh yeah this is what minecraft looks like but if you put a screenshot of this game next to a screenshot of minecraft you'll realize oh they, it, it really isn't actually uh
1: yeah there's like the way lots the characters are modeled lighting. is completely different yeah. modeled and animated
0: yeah the the animation especially uh, people are the moving their they're, they're like bending their arms a lot more in ways yeah. that are not possible in the main engine of minecraft
1: <laughs> exactly so yeah i I for what it is I liked it enough um but maybe it's also just because I never did get that into Minecraft I I didn't jump into this and be like whoa this is so weird
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah I I uh well at first I thought like yeah this is just a I'm am I'm, I'm watching a cartoon it's essentially a cartoon machinima of Minecraft characters but then they did stuff throughout the episode that kept giving me pause. They did a lot of, like, close-ups on faces mm-hmm. in places where they would normally do close-ups on faces in The Walking Dead or The mm-hmm. Wolf Among Us. uh. But in this, the close-up on the face was just, like, so... jarring, because the, the face doesn't have anything in it. <laughs> it's just a... They're so pixelated. It's just a big wall of flesh-colored uh, squares. And... It if it occupies like sixty percent of the screen on a close-up, that is wild. That is that is yeah. like a bold aesthetic choice to stick with. Yeah, and they stuck with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think it works enough. I like uh, I like what they do with the faces to make them more expressive, and I it, to me it doesn't feel that jarring. I, I wonder if it would to someone who's like really into playing Minecraft. I think like, would they feel put off by something like this?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I've I've heard yes that people are put off by this, but okay. uh, my 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 take on the aesthetics of the faces. I think it really just comes down to the eyebrows. Yeah, because these eyebrows are like they're they're rectangles, which they always are because everything's pixels, right? But they're mm. they're they're floating. They they float and like smoothly, uh, float in front of the face.
1: Yeah, it's not like they're pixel eyebrows on, on the on the face. They're like their own rectangles that just move the way yeah eyebrows do.
0: And I think because of how they float and how animated those eyebrows are, it gives you a lot of uh, like DreamWorks eyebrow rays in the movie poster vibes. <laughs> uh and it's probably not even their fault it's like this is a normal facial expression it's just that these eyebrows are floating in front of the face that makes it look like that right. i i would have enjoyed seeing a take on these eyebrows um where it's actually baked into the texture of the face and not a separate uh model and object the, in front of and the they're face. like
1: pixel squares
0: yeah, because they, they do that with the eyebrows and they do it with the mouth as well, where like it you, it, it it has depth into the mouth. um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in both of those, well, the, I think the mouth is more okay because when someone's talking and like I can see that their, their teeth are deeper in than their lips and their tongue is deeper in than their teeth, like I'm just used to seeing that. But the eyebrows right. being like physically in front of the face, I think that might be too much
1: interesting i actually feel the opposite okay okay i i i prefer them this way i feel like if they were pixel eyebrows i don't think the expressions and the emotive the emotive faces would read as well as they do this way
0: i well okay i think that might just be coming down to i'm not sure i agree that it is done well (laughs) <laughs> uh it, it's done all right. It's it's done in a way that like I can tell what their emotions are, which frankly is hard to do with like the default skin of Steve, the one that they brought mm-hmm. into Minecraft, uh or sorry, the one they brought into Smash Brothers where it's right. just like, oh I can kind of not tell if that's a mustache or a mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um like in in this game there is no mistaking these big toothy smiles for what they are. They are big and toothy yeah uh, you,
1: you get you get to see a lot of teeth
0: but speaking of characters not just their design but who they are this game follows in the footsteps of a lot of uh, episode ones of telltale games by just dropping a shit ton of characters <laughs> right away you have to yeah keep there's in mind a, a lot. lot of them yeah so you play as jesse regardless of uh who you choose jesse to be and this is this is a a first for a telltale i think pretty sure right uh yeah i can't build think of any your own character
1: like this kind of
0: yeah okay you, you, you don't build your just... own character you're given a choice of uh male or female and then three skin tones for each yeah. one
1: yeah and even if that is you know, that is limited. I still think it's a cool thing to let you choose. Oh,
0: definitely, yeah. Um Especially in Minecraft, where it's, um, it, it, it's a good way of matching the tone of the original series that Telltale's taking from. I think at this point in Telltale's history, something that they're dealing with a lot is, like, our games are just going to feel a lot like The Walking Dead from now on. Yeah. So... When we're using a new license, what can we actually do to make our use of that license feel legitimate to that license? Like, it's that license is getting a new game, not the Telltale formula getting a new game. And mm-hmm. I, I think the the goal of making Minecraft feel like it got a new game in this one was probably not reached. This feels more like an extension of their Walking Dead brand than anything else. Um, the fact that it is Minecraft only comes across in, like, aesthetics and story. Uh, but uh, the, the the fact that you can choose which character or, like, what your player character looks like and make that a bit more of your own feel, I think that does go a long way in making it feel more Minecrafty.
1: Yeah, I think that and, uh, the crafting table me- mechanic, I mean, we've seen crafting in Telltale games before. Yep. But I just think the way they do it here, at least, helps. Like it feels close to how Minecraft does it.
0: Yeah, and there, there is a, ch- there is a, ch- there's one choice later on in the episode where you're given an opportunity to use a crafting table. I think it's the third time you can use a crafting table, and you can make one thing or another thing. And in either case, it I think it just works no matter what you want to do. Um, but it, it, it works in a very like walking dead way where it's like, okay, I look like I'm crafting whatever I want to make like in Minecraft, but in actuality, I'm choosing between a fishing rod or a bow and arrow. And that's it. Right. Uh, I I mean like, yeah, having the interface there to make the thing that you're picking is, it definitely feels very Minecrafty, um. But like I, I there, there's no mistaking that this is a Walking Dead game more than a Minecraft yeah. game. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: um, so you play as Jesse. So for you, I, I asked you. You started playing before I started playing today. Yeah. Uh, I asked, and you, yet you
1: finished before I finished.
0: <laughs> Did you take a break in the middle?
1: Um, I took a little break, not a super long one, but I guess enough to give you the lead. It was enough. I guess, uh, I guess tortoise beat hair yet again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm wearing that shirt every time I record with you that says "Tortoise beats hair yet again" and then has a picture of your face with a big old X on it.
1: Oh man, I suck at this. Yeah,
0: and you have t- you have rabbit ears, which I've drawn on the shirt. It didn't come that way, <laughs> but I felt like I needed to complete the uh, the metaphor. Anyway, oh, I when asked you I which character you you picked because yeah, um, the three different skin tones are just aesthetic. Mm-hmm. but the the uh the gender gives you a different voice actor.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they I would assume they just have like all the same dialogue and are basically the same character just uh you can choose male or female, but I don't know. Uh yeah, there there's a couple lines
0: where I noticed that okay, so so to to get uh clear this up, I asked you what you did and you said, "Yeah, I I'm the boy one." And you're getting Patton Oswalt is voicing that's your true. version of Jesse. Um, that's another thing yeah.
1: that's kind of weird about this one. It's not like Telltale Games that haven't had big voice actors before, but it, this one feels like they're bringing out all the stars.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Patton Oswalt is, is definitely like... I mean, he's not the most famous person in the world, but he's definitely more famous than most people we've seen on Telltale Games before.
1: Yeah, uh, for it, the most it, part, and and a lot of the cast is that way. Like not huge, but like you got some uh, big, well-known voice actors in there. The narrator's Billy West, uh, and it's just different since I am so used to. Not in every game, but I'm so used to getting most of the cast just being the group of Telltale regulars, like even yeah. in the Walking Dead games. But um, And you still get some of them here. You get a few of them uh, in roles. But it feels like this is the time where they're really branching out to other voice actors.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that it's just been impacted by uh, animated shows and movies that have taken this same direction over the last mm-hmm. 10 years or so. This is the mid-2010s where this is hitting the hardest, all of a sudden there are no Disney movies that are led by voice actors. They're all led by actors uh, of live action. Yeah. Celebrity actors. Uh, so, I... Because you played as Patton Oswald, I played as the other one. Uh, so, I played as the girl who... Uh, I was actually already leaning toward playing as the girl because she's the one on the box art. And...
1: Oh, is she? I didn't even notice.
0: Yeah, she is. Uh, And what's weird is like i remember when this game came out i remember hearing oh yeah Patton oswald Patton oswald so like he was the the celebrity associated with this game Mm -hmm. uh so i didn't even know who played the girl even though the girls like listed as the default option you actually have to go down to pick the boy right uh so the girl's played by katherine tabor have you heard of her before
1: I have not heard of her. What what else has she done?
0: Tons of stuff. Uh, I Ooh. I looked her up. She she's very much a voice actor, voice actor, and not uh, not like the kind of celebrity voice actor that Patton Oswalt sort of categorizes into. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, she the the thing that I knew her the most from. She's she's one of the sisters on Loud House. Couldn't tell you which one. Uh, <laughs> she's also Padme. On Star Wars Clone Wars. Uh, Ooh. And and I, I've definitely I've seen all of Clone Wars, so I, I recognized her. And I uh I, I was excited for that. I I was excited to get like a, a voice actor kind of voice in, instead of a character actor kind of voice. But as I was playing, and I I don't mean any offense to the uh the the effort of Catherine Tabor, uh I kept thinking about how Patton Oswald's voice is so much more uh, like character actor characterful when you when you cast Patton oswald you make a choice with what characterization you want that character to have
1: you want him to sound like Patton Oswald
0: yeah and, and Catherine Tabor does not sound like the female version of Patton Oswald at all. She's she's yeah. like doing a, oh, a, I know a her nice now. voice.
1: I, I'm looking at her behind the voices. I know her now she's in Psychonauts 2. hmm other stuff
0: yeah she's been all over the place uh she's
1: i feel silly not knowing who she was now i just didn't know her name
0: yeah she's got a lot of roles from uh various cartoons and and games and and such uh and she's kind of just doing like a, a normal girl's voice and yeah. it, it made me regret not having the, the like the character choice, the the casting choice of Patton Oswald mm-hmm. in my version. But not enough to you know, I'm not gonna change it. I, I'm in for thirteen episodes <laughs> of this voice now.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh you know, saying it actually made me regret it a little bit, but you know, I maybe maybe <laughs> the maybe it gets maybe more characterful. As they develop the personalities of these characters more and more, I I assume that I'll uh identify with their voice casting a little bit more as well
1: right i get you yeah. i get you uh
0: it, there, there is i will say just to you know be, be honest and, and give you the listener our full report there is some bad voice acting in this video game uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it comes around every once in a while and when it does uh it is it is no- noticeable Do do you agree with that
1: I mean, I don't think anything really stood out to me as that okay. bad. Who what what would you say uh was bad if you had to single it out? You
0: know, if, if you're if you're not with me on this, I don't want to throw gas on that
1: fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean I mean I wasn't like wowed by the voice acting, but I don't I it's not one of those games where I listened to it and I said, Ooh, that's stinky. Well,
0: because because you had something I didn't, how did you feel about Patton Oswald? As just Um
1: he, He's just doing his Pat Oswalt thing. I, I don't want to say it takes me out of it, but like you hear him and you just say, "Yep, that's Pat Oswalt." All right. It's not like he's doing anything different for a character or anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, I they picked Pat Oswalt because they specifically wanted that Pat Oswalt voice.
0: Yeah, and and it makes me wonder if like they just had the money for one gender of that kind of casting and they didn't they didn't like give it to to both genders equally. Yeah. Um if, 'cause cause I, I would think like if you're gonna give Patton Oswald uh if you're gonna give the character that voice, which is a noticeable, recognizable, um kind of like twerpy but fun sort of voice. If if you're gonna do that for for the boy character for the girl character maybe you go Melissa McCarthy I'm just I'm trying to think of like who you, would you do uh, to to match that rather than picking just a different voice actor
1: right it doesn't she doesn't necessarily feel like the same version
0: no yeah she's she's not she's uh, she does not come across in in equal terms to to like the character voice of the the boy main male character of the game
1: that that does make me a little interested i might have to like hear her in like a youtube like a long play or something
0: yeah it, it's not a bad voice it's just it it's just a voice compared to i, f- I feel yeah. that um melissa mccarthy maybe Who who else could uh Who's who's the girl on you know, on Saturday Night Live? She does really good impressions. Uh, uh, Kate McKinnon? No, no. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, via señor, uh, is that the? Uh, Ooh, I, I need to I need to find out. I think this is a Google break. Um uh, one,
1: hmm. one of our classic Google breaks.
0: Yeah, one of our classic Google breaks.
1: If you guys listening had Google Break on your bingo card. Melissa Via I was right. Oh. Uh,
0: yeah, she's she's got a very distinct voice in that. I would have picked her. That's who I would have done.
1: Okay, okay. Just
0: saying. Anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, if it were my video game.
0: So so here here's like the character breakdown. You want to get into this? The main characters of the game. Are you, Jesse? Your name Jesse regardless of, of your sex or gender. Uh, and mm. you've got two friends who are just like your forever friends with you all the time. Olivia and Axel. Yeah. Uh, who's the voice actor who plays Axel? It's very recognizable.
1: Brian Posehn.
0: Okay, so he's the guy from like the Sarah Silverman project and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: in Mission Hill. He has a very distinct voice.
0: Very, very distinct voice. Very funny. We voice. almost...
1: Uh, me and my roommates almost saw him uh, perform stand-up comedy here, uh, but we didn't. Mm. I-, I think we just forgot and didn't get around to getting tickets. <laughs> well, but we wanted to. We wanted to see him. Uh,
0: so you have a pig. You have a pet pig named Reuben. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there are uh, there's there's Petra, who is a girl about town and, and sort of uh is is the roguish
1: pretty well known
0: capable one of you like she can go into the nether and fight people and come back and she she, she's a regular uh lara croft about it
1: do you know uh so petra's voice actor do you know what other telltale character i i
0: recognize her so much or as familiar but like i can't place it
1: it's gorgeous oh
0: cool I,
1: yeah ashley johnson she's another oh just, yeah uh, actually yeah. a lot of voice acting yeah, yeah. she's
0: she's a, a a classic could have been anywhere kind of voice actor as well um and then and then there's a gang of people who are kind of like your group's rivals named lucas and the ocelots
1: <laughs> what a team name yeah
0: and they're like a biker gang with ocelot embroidered leather jackets
1: Every time I saw the back of their jacket, it just looked like Conker. uh conquer the Swing. yeah yeah,
0: yeah I, I, it's supposed to be an ocelot's face, but it definitely looks like conquer
1: every time I saw it I'm like, oh, it's conquer oh wait no it's not
0: yeah it's the uh it's like the idarb sprite of conquer
1: yeah we just played idarb recently it's it's still in my head so every single time <laughs> uh
0: so so that's that's all the people on like the ground floor of this game that's like your posse your your peer group petra lucas mm-hmm. the three people that follow lucas in the ocelots gang <laughs> <laughs> uh you jesse olivia your friend and axel your other friend and reuben the pig which is already a lot
1: it's a lot but i think at least they kind of let them build up as time goes because yeah. at first it's just you Olivia and Axel. Well, n- not and... even then.
0: Before, they they immediately bombard you with four different names. Yeah. Uh, so before you even see your main character, you're also told this backstory of... There was this group oh, you're right. called the Order of the Stone. And it was Gabriel the Warrior, Elagard the Engineer, Magnus the Rogue, and Soren the Architect. And between all four of them, they fought an Ender Dragon, which was considered a... a Major historical, fabled feat of strength, and then, yeah. uh, then they they say like, okay, remember that, and then here's you in a treehouse.
1: <laughs> you you know what something I really liked about this, um, I think I brought it up on a past episode, but I like that we are playing a, a telltale game in this more modern formula. But it's their first E-rated one in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, it's... Well, it it might be their first ever. Uh, I guess since Bone. Bone. Bone would have been E.
1: Well, I think individual episodes they did had their own... I think some of them were... Like, I think some of the Strong Bad episodes were rated E. Oh, really? Yeah. Um... When, yeah, like individual episode ratings, but... Uh, it's funny to me
0: to see yeah. Strong Bad rated E, because I agree it should be for everyone, but it, it's also just like, they're saying crap a lot, which is not a slur or curse word at too. all. But just, like, this is a game for kids, they're just going to say crap for like 15 minutes. That's I, kind I of funny to me.
1: <laughs> Homestar Runner is pretty... Yeah. Uh, it, it sits comfortably in that E10 plus area where it, uh, it, it, it's, it is E rated, but they're able to get away with some stuff like saying crap.
0: Yeah. I mean, saying crap. Yeah. Again, it's not kids can they say do crap. A lot here. They're allowed. Yeah. It's just the vibe yeah, of cursing is <laughs> beyond a kid level. Usually in, in this kind of stuff. Just cursing yeah. as an action, not even the specific curse. Um. But yeah, this one really is rated E, and I thought it was I thought it was cool going through a story that tried to do the same like, hey, your your choices are going to matter thing that we've seen from everything else we have played so far after Walking Dead. But the uh like the ramifications of your choices in Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, those have always been so extreme that um, t- to make it feel like we're really going to have to re- regret our choices, they needed to bring it to a place that children really weren't allowed to follow. And in yep. this one, uh, I feel like they've lowered the stakes significantly. I don't feel like I'm going to have to like carve into my friend to grab his spleen out of his body <laughs> and eat it as a power-up in this well, game we'll see yeah whereas i could see it in most telltale games um i don't think a raptor is gonna lay eggs and decaf in this game
1: <laughs> uh, poor decaf <laughs> poor decaf
0: but yeah the perfect character
1: <laughs> it's all downhill from there
0: um but like it, it, it allows i think that style of cool thing to be a, around for kids I think that's Yeah.
1: Nice. I think they do a good job because like even if they don't result in someone dying mm-hmm. or uh gruesome actions being taken, it might and it kind of does here, but I wonder if it will even more so going forward. It puts more of an emphasis just on your character's relationship with the other characters. Because like with the choices I was making, I was feeling like Ah, shit, Axel, I've been really, like, going against you. I hope you don't hate me or anything going <laughs>
0: forward. Yeah. Uh,
1: I hope I'm still within Ax- Axel's good graces.
0: I actually had the same thought, because I went against Axel a lot, even though I liked Axel.
1: Yeah, I like Axel, but he does...
0: He does have a lot of bad ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of hes kind of the Kenny of this group, where he makes very uh, rash decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... You know what's interesting is I realized that this is another zombie survival game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I I thought that when we, when you fight the zombies at night in the woods.
0: Yeah, cuz I don't think of these zombies as anything other than like goombas, but yeah, this is the same setting as The Walking Dead. It's a it's like a yeah. a camp of survivors that have built a wall to keep the zombies out in, in a world overrun with the undead. This is the same story as The Walking Dead.
1: It's The Walking Dead for little children. Yeah.
0: Like, that's that's all of what this game is. I hadn't thought about Minecraft as this kind of vehicle, but I guess this is to Telltale's credit for recognizing it. This really is the same... Like, you can do a lot of what you can do in Walking Dead and what Telltale had been uh, celebrated for for so long with The Walking Dead in this Mm -hmm. reality. uh, Without... Doing so in a way that is genuinely upsetting on a lot of different levels for children.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's cool that they make a game that lets kids experience what the other Telltale games are. But also I just think it's cool I don't really have to worry about all this gruesome shit for once. Like, I don't have a problem with it in Walking Dead or anything. Like, I've enjoyed these games. But it's just a nice kind of refreshing uh, breath of fresh air to play something that's uh, that can be a little more innocent
0: yeah yeah it, it's uh, I I was feeling a sense of relief at the big choice in this episode when I realized oh this is the big choice um uh, wow cool <laughs> I don't mind like it's, it's yeah it's fine I could just do either one <laughs> and I'd be fine I've
1: killed people in these games yeah
0: usually this choice results in a friend leaving me forever. <laughs> and it turns out that this big choice at the end of this episode is just like, oh, yeah, all right. I I, I don't feel very. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this is this is this vibe of Telltale. I'm sure that on episode five and then probably again in episode eight, because the last three episodes of this season were like a special thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be up close with our choices yet again. But right. uh, in the meantime, I'm just kind of coasting. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picking whatever I want to pick and not even really feeling any kind of way about it. And I, I mean, I, I, that. I
1: still, I still think about these choices because, like I said, I do want to still have like good relationships with the characters. But it's nice that I don't have to worry about someone getting their head ripped off or uh, shot.
0: I think these choices are also easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on in the episode you're escaping a big thing that happened and uh it's you Olivia Axel and uh Lucas the leader of the Ocelots he's there and Axel and Lucas especially Axel toward Lucas do not like each other at all and
1: they hate each other
0: and Axel in in my opinion at least uh just brings up some unnecessary shit constantly <laughs> toward Lucas yeah, uh,
1: I, I feel like he's out of line he's more clearly often out of line. than he's in line.
0: Uh, yeah. So it was easy for me to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to tell Axel he's being out of line. Because the uh, the options are tell Axel he's being out of line, tell Lucas he's being out of line, or say something to the effect of, can't we all just get along? And
1: uh, <laughs> Nice Flanders. <laughs> the, I,
0: I, th- I think the, the 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 takeaway of like how to deal with that decision was made so obvious in this episode where in a walking dead, it would be purposefully complicated with other feelings where you have to think about like, okay, what are my priorities in terms of my moral agenda, my relationship to these characters, the practicality of trying to get through a situation, etc. In this one, it really is down to just like, Hey, we're going to throw you a, a softball. This one's a slow pitch. <laughs> Axel's yeah, being out of line. If- are you going to tell him that or not? and it's
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder if uh i wonder if they'll ramp that sort of thing up as it goes on i have zero idea of what to expect in this game yeah i, I think
0: that the walking dead it never really gives you tutorial choices like that so much it it, it, yeah. it gives you tutorials in like how the the system works and how your controls work on a technical level on a mechanical level but it doesn't purposefully throw you a slow ball Just to see, like, do you know how morality works? Because it's expecting that you do. And I think that is ultimately why I'm going to leave this game thinking that Walking Dead was better. But I do see where I I would look at that in The Walking Dead and I'd see that as respecting my intelligence as a player. And I would look at this in Minecraft as respecting the fact that young kids and people who are not used to playing video games might just genuinely not understand how this kind of system would work yet yeah and they're they're, they're giving yeah, them totally. some, some ramp up on how that works
1: yeah i'm uh i'm interested in seeing like how this develops like how they make a telltale game that little kids can play um let me ask you mitchell mm-hmm. Uh, we we just kind of jumped right into the episode plot, which is great. Yep. But I would I wanted to just I mean we're
0: like fifty minutes into the podcast, but yes.
1: <laughs> I wanna cut through the fifty minutes of shit and just ask, how did you feel about this episode overall? Did you enjoy it?
0: Um I don't know if it's just asking and cutting through shit when you wait fifty minutes to do it, but I will I will <laughs> answer. Uh I I was bored a lot, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, I I think the writing in this game is toned down to a, not like. No, I'll I'll say it. The writing is is is, uh, structured in the way that a children's show makes its writing, okay, uh, which doesn't have to be a bad thing. It just means marketed toward children. But in this case, I do think it does mean at the expense of non children a little bit. Mm. Um, you, you know, I, I, I hate to be the kind of person that says children's shows are inherently boring for <laughs> adults or, or anything like that. They're beneath me, but they, uh, they can be.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, yeah, they, they, they certainly can be, uh, if they don't try to like write with the same amount of priority toward t- saying something. Like if you're saying something with your writing, it doesn't matter if you're writing for adults or children. Most people can get something out of it. But if you're just sort of going, and that's kind of what I got a lot out of this episode, then uh, it, it it can be boring if you're not like into the aesthetic. I'm I am thinking though, like if I was a longtime Minecraft fan, there's a lot of very sly references to, uh, like, hey, you know about stone golems? Here's here's a stone golem. You know about uh. Uh, the Withers. Here's a here's a Wither. There Whoa. you go. The Wither's like the worst thing in the world. Look at this. It's here.
1: <laughs> Look at this shit. Uh
0: there there's a a scene early on at the EnderCon building competition, the winner of which will be uh featured at EnderCon, which is a a, a convention about Minecraft. And there is Minecon in real life. It's totally a take on Minecon. Um and I, I think everything at that building competition is very, very built to be like, hey, you like Minecraft? R- recognize this. So I think if I had a, a an emotional connection to Minecraft or a nostalgic com- uh, connection to Minecraft, I might feel more like I'm just sort of getting something out of it in the same way that I did with Strong Bad, mm-hmm. where like even in, in the slower Strong Bad episodes where I wasn't you know jiving so much with the actual writing like the story plot of it or the mechanics i would usually at least like say hey i love talking to coach z i just i just (laughs) enjoy that i just enjoy talking to
1: coach z that's true um i'm kind of there with you i i caught myself falling asleep a couple times but i think that's more because i was tired but yeah also None of the characters. I mean, like, I get who the characters are supposed to be, but they're not like super strong personalities. Right. It's it's not it's not like something else made for kids that like goes all in and making the characters like super wacky. Like I've been playing uh, the new SpongeBob game alongside this. All right. Also a property. Uh, you know, like lots of people enjoy SpongeBob, but it is a property mainly meant to appeal to kids. But I love Spongebob. I love the characters. Uh, The characters have very strong personalities. You know who the characters are, and they say wacky, funny things. Same with uh, Homestar and the Strong Bad characters. Um, But no one here really has super strong personalities. Like, I get that, like, Petra's the cool girl about town. I get that uh, Axel is kind of the the hard head. Um, But, like... I don't know how I would describe... Like, I don't get much out of Jesse or... Um, well,
0: Jesse, as, as the player character, I don't think has yeah. a whole lot other than she idolizes the Order of the Stone, the, the old-timey, from-however-long-ago-heroes it heroes that uh, sort of made that name for themselves. And she loves her right. big Reuben. And I'm kind of... Yeah. As a player character, I, I can give that a pass of being enough but for like yeah, Olivia, I mean, Olivia is very similar yeah. and Olivia's not a player character. So I don't really know what we're doing with her.
1: Yeah, I don't really get anything out of Olivia. And even the characters I brought up who uh, like Petra and Axel, even though I know what their roles in the story are, I know what these characters are supposed to be. I, I'm still just, it's not like there's super strong personalities I can really latch onto. It's not like they say super memorable things. I couldn't tell you a line Olivia said.
0: I could actually tell um, you quite a few lines Axel said. I, I think Axel, um, not not to spoil a segment later in the show, <laughs> but he he's definitely given the most amount of character out of the people that we've seen. Right, And I'm hoping that at least that level, if not more, I mean, really, I'm hoping for more, but like at least that level is eventually doled out to everyone.
1: Yeah, I just feel like maybe other than Axel, all the other characters dialogue is it's dialogue to move the story along. Yeah, rather than Mm -hmm. dialogue that lets you really know these characters and their wants and stuff. So it's totally possible for something for kids to have great characters, great writing, but I'm I'm just not getting it with this first episode, at least. Yeah,
0: and, and on paper they go through a lot, right? Like they start at that mm-hmm. treehouse scene, and in that treehouse, it's it's you and Olivia and Axel and, and the pig Ruben, and they're just joking about like, would you rather fight a hundred uh, chicken-sized zombies? Or ten zombie-sized chickens, and that's you know that classic. Would you rather? <laughs> um, and I, I definitely, for the record, would rather fight a hundred uh, chicken-sized zombies.
1: Interesting. A large chicken, I,
0: not... I would not. Would not touch.
1: <laughs> see i went the opposite okay you could be swarmed by so many of those small zombies and i assume these zombies i don't know how zombie rules work in minecraft but uh the way it was presented i i forgot that minecraft just had its own zombies i was just thinking in terms of regular zombies i was thinking you could get swarmed by so many of these zombies and get bit by a zombie like any one of these oh and, and like a not even
0: notice you were bit because it's so small
1: yeah exactly gotcha. i feel like there's so much more danger in that like you know a zombie-sized chicken is still like a danger i wouldn't want to fight a zombie-sized chicken but at least that's like food you can that's a lot of food you sure, can sure
0: yeah if, if you're gonna harvest <laughs> these enemies which is an angle of it that i had not considered
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah. but also like if you're attacked by a chicken yeah that's just gonna hurt if you're attacked by a zombie. I feel like there's more uh, complications.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking in terms of Minecraft zombies, which I've only seen punch. Uh, I don't know if yeah. they spread zombieism like other kinds of zombies. I also uh, yeah. I caught up with the HBO Last of Us show
1: mm-hmm. this weekend. Right.
0: Those those zombies are freaky. That's all I have to say are about chi- that. Are they
1: are they, they chicken sized?
0: Uh, they they can be.
1: Ooh. I <laughs> what an
0: angle. Yeah, like if if they get a baby that is roughly the size of a chick. I guess people can be chicken sized. That's true. They, they most people start out chicken sized and only only leave from there.
1: I might need to get some chicken after this podcast. Um
0: okay, so so here here's the I think we need to do a basic Plot breakdown just to, to get our listeners on the same page, even though I, I like okay. how high level we are talking about it. Uh, your your group of three friends and a pig want to enter the EnderCon building competition in order to win. You think you have a good chance at, at winning. You, your friends are, um, you know, you're you're not like all stars at it, but you are at least pretty good at building. Yeah. And, and building is the currency, like the cultural currency of the Minecraft world. So everyone likes building, everyone's good at it. Um and you decide you want to build a large enderman statue to look like an enderman. It's going to be cool. It's going to be Well, big. you can choose what to build. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. I chose an enderman statue, did you?
1: I I also picked. Oh, okay. Enderman. But I I don't I don't know if it really matters which one you build. I like that you have the choice. What's the, what's no. the other one? Um I think the other one's a creeper. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a creeper and or an enderman.
1: So Axel suggests a creeper, Olivia suggests an enderman, and then you can suggest a zombie. I just went with an enderman.
0: Yeah. Um I I Ender, enderman is in Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I chose enderman. Uh, he
1: already has a leg up over the others. He's also
0: just taller, and I, I helped. I thought that would help make the statue taller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so you build that, and uh, you're you're looking like you might actually win. You put fireworks on it; it turns out pretty good. Uh, but are then it. Lucas and the ocelots. One of the ocelots is named Adrian, and he's just an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like the the cartoon bully of cartoon bullies. Uh, who decides to allow lava to, <laughs> to engulf your your
1: statue? Yeah, he decides, uh, you know what? I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to ruin their uh, shit they got going on. Uh, their enderman.
0: Yeah, so th- this is somehow not an arrestable offense. And I, not that I know if there's like police or anything in Minecraft world. Uh, but your, your pig Ruben runs away, scared of the lava. Understandable reaction, in my opinion.
1: And I would run as well. You have the
0: choice of either running after Ruben or trying to stop the lava from engulfing your statue. Uh, what do you, what did you do?
1: I had everyone go after Ruben. Yeah, me too. Even though I, it just felt right. But at the same time, I was also thinking in the back of my head, like, you guys can guard yeah. our our what we built and I can go get Ruben. Yeah, that's that's
0: a, a that's kinda how a perfect example out of anyway. I just can't say the thing I want to say in this choose your dialogue option telltale game. I wanna yeah, say well, I'll I... go because you won't help me find something. That's not how finding works. You're you just <laughs> stay here and like build a dam to contain this lava and make sure that it doesn't spread all over to everyone that seems more dangerous mm-hmm. than just finding a pig uh, but i did want to i did want to find ruben i'm not going to like turn back on ruben now
1: i love this pig
0: loving this pig is something that this game has tried very hard to make happen uh you can choose a name for your team you have to choose a name for your team i chose the order of the pig
1: <laughs> that that's a good one i feel like uh oh i've wrote down what i named my team but i i'm not seeing it in my notes and i'm not remembering what it was
0: it comes up a lot uh in 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 fact if you choose order of the pig uh you later meet gabriel who's the original warrior in the order of the stone and he asks what your team name is and you say order of the pig
1: (laughs) order of the pig yeah i so i went with the dead enders i kind of like order of the pig better i don't know why i picked the dead enders
0: that's fun though i like that
1: yeah, I mean, they liked it, too. They were like, ooh, that sounds like pirates. Good
0: job. Yeah, if you say order, <laughs> everyone in this world is so convinced that having a pig is the lamest, stupidest thing you can do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking owning this pig? Yeah,
0: because uh, Olivia says, hey, you're not you're not going to bring Ruben to this th- uh, building competition, are you? And Jesse's like, yeah, of course we are. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't we?
1: Yeah, it's Ruben.
0: And and Olivia talks about bringing a pig to something in the same way that an older sibling might say, you're not going to ride your bike with the training wheels to this, are you?
1: (laughs) You're not going to, like, honk the horn at the car. You're not
0: going to be visibly wearing a diaper at school tomorrow, are you?
1: (laughs) Hey, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird because, like, they give this. They give Ruben an Ender Dragon costume. It looks great. Yeah. I would love to see that at a con. I would be like, "Holy shit, that's great! That's awesome that you did that." Yeah,
0: and like, I'm just thinking about bringing a dog to something. And it seems like the same vibes. Uh, and <laughs> as soon as you show up to the building competition, someone like bumps into you as he's walking by, and he goes, "Nice pig, losers!" <laughs> like right away, it's it's lame to own a pig, and I I feel like that. Is not a relatable <laughs> enough plot point. They maybe needed to do some more world building around that in order to be like, they should have had Olivia say, you know, if you bring a pig to something, that's
1: that's first. That's grade. seven years bad luck. <laughs> seven.
0: Yeah, that, that's only Nazis do that. <laughs> like you, you really <laughs> have to build up why that would be seen as bad.
1: I I know, like it doesn't make you a Nazi to own a pig. It's just that 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 is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's
0: it's uh, it, it's silly. It it's reiterated the whole episode of like, oh, you could have been like looking like pretty cool heroes, but you had to have a pig here too. Like, what what oh, are you, you talking about? You tripped at the finish
1: line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anything, this pig makes me even better. Yeah.
0: Um. So you go looking for the pig. It it takes you through um just sort of the outskirts. of of the town where you eventually find Ruben in a, like outside of a cave. And mm-hmm. it's dark enough at this point that as soon as you find him, zombies start attacking and there's some quick time zombie fights,
1: kind of whatever. Uh, you're eventually yeah, saved um, by Petra. Yeah. Um. You know, what's funny about this whole section when you're looking for Ruben mm-hmm. is uh, when I went to the woods you can call out for Ruben, yeah. And the whole time I was saying like, "Oh, this is like some sort of a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to, I have to call for Ruben, and maybe that'll help me." Uh, I was thinking find him the same thing. And then I remembered that's not the kind of telltale game this is.
0: No, I. It was. It's reminiscent of having a designated yell Jason button at the beginning of Heavy Rain, <laughs> if you've ever played Heavy yeah. Rain. <laughs>
1: I haven't played it, but I know that that's what you do. Yeah,
0: and it, it, it doesn't do anything to call Ruben here. It just it gives you the option on pressing in on the R stick, which I I enjoyed. Uh, so Petra shows up and does a very uh, at this point it's becoming kind of a standardized character trope in Telltale games of like um, combat ready girl boss, right? Uh, that, that that we've seen in. Uh, all of the, all of the the Janes and the other characters of that nature in this world.
1: All the Mollies and Janes, the Mollies out there. and
0: Janes, and the, the Bloody Marys and and right. stuff like that. Uh, and and in Minecraft, I like it the most actually of everything that we've seen so far. <laughs> I just think that if you're living in this Minecraft world where people are going in and out of the Nether all the time, you need to be a Lara Croft level rogue you just need to do this stuff all the time
1: yeah it also just fits with the tone better like this is already just like a cartoon for children i think i buy that character more in something like this than i would walking Dead.
0: yeah it's great uh so petra Petra. shoots some arrows around and uh defends jesse and ruben against all the, the the interesting monsters that are coming out and then she she takes jesse around in a way that uh, Red is as fairly flirty for a little bit, uh, r- regardless of which gender you pick for Jesse, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it, it seems like it's acted out the same way both times, right? Um, and she <laughs> she takes Jesse through her like secret underground mine tunnel and teaches her how to craft and has her craft her own sword. So now you have a sword, which is nice, it comes in handy a lot.
1: She teaches you how to craft down in the mine. Uh
0: and then you get you you get ambushed by zombies on both sides of a bridge. Oh no, what did you no, do? Did you fight no them or did you jump off win. the
1: bridge? Oh, I jumped off that bridge. I fought them. Ooh. It ended up with me is jumping it? off the bridge. <laughs> oh, awesome. I just cut out the middleman. Uh it ended up with me jumping
0: off the bridge because the bridge was destroyed by exploding creepers.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah, I figured there were just, like, too many coming from each side that I was like, it's better to just get out of here. It
0: eventually was the case, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I was I was being unrealistic with my desire to fight with my brand new sword.
1: And then that leads into the uh, opening credits.
0: Yeah, there's a, like, t- Takes a while Tales from the Borderlands there. style credits montage
1: here. I, I like that they started doing that. I, I, It's weird to remember how, like, even Walking Dead Season 1, which is just such a huge Telltale game, they weren't doing that at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how much it would fit in Walking Dead, to be honest, but it does...
1: Yeah, I mean, they did it in Michonne.
0: They... sort of did it in Michonne. In Michonne, it, I, I mean... it was like a... it, it, it was a, a theme song... Like, out-of-universe, though. Where in this and in Tales from the Borderlands, it's a montage of something that is happening in the story at the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I just mean, like, an actual, like, theme song introduction. Like, it doesn't have to be in the universe, like in Tales of mm-hmm. uh, Tales from the Borderlands. I just mean, like, any sort of intro.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so they they fall off the bridge and it's fine and there's no problems at all and they just swim back to <laughs> the place they were. <laughs> yeah, it's and fine. and they go to Endercon. Uh, where
1: I like I like Endercon. I think this is a, yeah. a fun way to start your game.
0: So, so, like, real quick, this 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 section is uh, Petra is meeting up with someone to trade a Wither skull. A Wither is a very big uh, secretive Minecraft enemy. Uh, and uh, she killed a Wither skeleton, which is not as big as a Wither or anything, to get the skull. She was trading it for a diamond. She was supposed to trade it for a diamond. Uh, and this guy Ivor shows up and tries to make the trade, but he dupes them and gives them lapis instead. Lapis lazuli is a lot less expensive and uh, it's, it has a much lower value than diamonds. So, so they were they were tricked. And the whole rest of this section is about, like, finding Ivor in the crowd, which is difficult to do. He goes into a keynote presentation where Gabriel, the warrior from the Order of the Stone, I guess is, they're all still alive. It's not, like, that long ago. It's maybe only 30, 40 years ago.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was thinking from the beginning I thought they were dead. I thought they were, I like, hundreds of
0: years ago or something. But yeah, I, I guess, the, guess not. the lore in Minecraft didn't start very long ago.
1: Yeah, like in that opening I thought it was I thought you were seeing uh Gabriel's gravestone, but I guess it was just one of the posters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everything is so low texture on purpose obviously that it's sometimes yeah. difficult to know exactly what you're looking at. It's um it's an interesting collection of aesthetics yeah. here. Yeah.
1: I'll say this, I've never been like a super huge fan of the Minecraft aesthetic. Yeah, I mean And I, yeah. I think this works fine, but it is a little hard for me to get as into it as I want to be because of that. I I actually wish they went a little harder. Right. Well, you were saying earlier with like the eyebrows.
0: Well, yeah, with the eyebrows, but also just, uh, you know, if this is the aesthetic, lean into it. Really make the whole world this kind of thing. Uh, there's so many like cheats in this game to make it look a little more characterful. And I think those cheats end up kind of doing a disservice to mm. the purpose of the art style, making it feel okay, very, I get you, very uh, without polish on purpose.
1: I don't know. I feel you. No, I I get where you're coming from. I, yeah, I wonder if it just didn't bother me because I'm just not. A fan of it to begin with, so anything that kind of deviates from that a little bit, like it doesn't like hurt it for me. But I I like some of the little things, like the potions in Ivor's uh, little area being like just like one pixel wide.
0: Yeah, that has a lot of uh, strong bad vibes on it to me.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought that was a cute little touch.
0: Like all of the items are are, are just like one pixel wide sprites that spin around in midair and they, they're they just interacted with on that level i i think that's kind yeah. of fun whenever they do stuff with that and i think the reason that's fun is because it prescribes to this aesthetic well instead of like trying to cheat around it yeah um definitely yeah i mean i i, I eventually agree with you i think i i would disagree that it can't be done well i i guess but um
1: oh, i'm not saying it can't be done well i it's just not my thing
0: sure Sure. Uh, So they eventually find Ivor in the basement of this keynote speech that Gabriel's giving. And they find that Ivor already had two wither skulls. And they put together, because they they just seem to know this, that the recipe for building a wither is three wither skulls and soul sand. And they have all that. Mm -hmm. So eventually, Ivor puts together a whole wither. Uh, Gabriel tries to fight it really quick. And Ivor tries to fight it really quick, doesn't work, and then a Wither takes form, and a Wither is like this giant, three-headed smoke dragon cloud that has <laughs> tractor beams on each of the heads.
1: Tractor beams, tentacles. Yeah,
0: that it, it. It's this very Cthulhu-esque Lovecraftian, um, War of the Worlds type of UFO thing that ha- the the tractor beams just like suck everything in and because everything in the minecraft world is just like blocks it's it's just building unto itself with all the blocks it's sucking in
1: yeah uh, uh it's a cr- i think it's kind of neat yeah seeing these like blocky tentacles just kind of swaying around
0: yeah and it, the speed at which it builds itself is, is wild too because it starts like basically the size of a person or two people next to each other maybe uh, yeah. and, it,
1: and then it just turns into this whole thing it just
0: keeps eating the environment and adding to itself and, and becoming enormous and if it kept up that speed um it, it should have like devoured the entire planet by the end of that uh <laughs> the end of this episode but it uh i guess is a little slower than that
1: would it would have been a short season
0: yeah maybe there's a max and like how big it can be uh, Right,
1: otherwise the world would start lagging.
0: Yeah, so Gabriel seems to know Ivor. Ivor seems like just some common grifter at first, but uh, Gabriel knows him. Later on in the episode, it's determined that the Order of the Stone, which was always thought of as being four people, was actually five. And the fifth one was Ivor.
1: Oh, oh, what a i tw- I've been thrown for a loop with this Ivor guy. Yeah,
0: I had thought the Order of the Stone was four people for like an hour and a half at that point.
1: Now you're throwing this curveball at me? I
0: have to learn that the Order of the Stone is four people and then five people in the space of one day.
1: I'm not buying
0: it. Yeah, give me a little time to adjust next time.
1: <laughs> Do you know who voices Ivor? No. Paul Rubens voices Ivor. Who is that? Do you know who that is. Nope. He is Pee Wee Herman. What? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, one hundred percent. Whoa.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Pee Wee Herman is just a, another voice he's doing, but he's done like lots of uh, voice acting stuff. So as soon as I heard him, I was like, "That's Paul Rubens."
0: Um, what's the status on on Wee herman and his uh indiscretions do we forgive that guy
1: i mean what it's do you mean him uh yep. doing you uh-huh. know what in a porno yeah
0: theory. i do <laughs> uh
1: i think that's yeah. i think
0: it's forgivable
1: yeah yeah i forgave him like when news broke out it's like what do you expect mm. it's a porn theater. no
0: that's not my take
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think you should
0: not do that uh but i okay yeah all right cool
1: yeah i'm just saying i'm not gonna hold it against him that's like there's so many worse things you could do
0: yeah it is it is, it is bad <laughs> i feel like i have to maybe defend those who are upset about it 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 is bad to do um but yeah
1: i mean i wouldn't do it
0: no <laughs> yeah, it's gross for the other people there. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh it's gross for the people in the porn theater. As
0: you're running away from the wither, um Gabriel gives Jesse this like amulet thing. It's the amulet of the mm-hmm. order of the stone. There's a lot of of the of the stone in this
1: <laughs> Yeah, of the pig?
0: Yeah, order of the pig. And uh Gabriel gives that to Jesse and basically says, you can use this at the temple of the order of the stone to find the other orders of the stone members, members of the order of the stone. And, uh, then like he doesn't go through the portal that gets you there. Petra also stays behind and fights. Uh, but Ivor somehow, even though he was being a a big old coward the whole time, makes his way through the portal and, uh. You have the choice, then you can, you're can. you allowed to punch Ivor, so I punched Ivor.
1: <laughs> oh, could you punch? I don't remember being given the option.
0: Oh, you definitely could. When, when you go into the nether for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and Ivor just shows up, Ivor immediately says, Wow, you idiots. I saw Petra running around. That could be bravery, but bravery is often stupidity. like ivor's just on his bullshit immediately
1: i'm better than you uh i'm smarter i'm smarter
0: because i ran away
1: (laughs) i'm super cool even though like he's
0: he's absolutely not taking any responsibility for you know making the creature that's eating everything
1: yeah he tries to blame it on you for taking his potion and it's like you well maybe you shouldn't have done it yeah maybe you shouldn't have had this whole little scheme
0: um yeah so i punched him in the face (laughs) <laughs> because because I was think being that's a little shit.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um so so Petra and Gabriel were were left behind and then Ivor kind of just like throws a potion down and sp- like uh poofs out of there
1: yeah he says look you can use these mine carts, but I'm gonna use this potion and you have see ya. you
0: have a mine cart section that uh Goes through the nether. There's there's like a some some fun action pieces there. Eventually it just leads to another portal out of the nether where you are dropped to a place that's supposed to be nearby the Temple of the Order of the Stone. You make camp for a night. You do either a hut or a treehouse. What'd you, which one do you do?
1: I did the hut. Oh, I did the treehouse. Nice. Um, to be honest, I didn't really care one way or the other. I just felt like I, I had a... Uh... I had sided with Olivia so much, I decided to throw Axel a bone. I, I wanted to throw
0: Axel a bone, but, like, he kept going up against genuinely better ideas, <laughs> for, in my opinion. <laughs> you 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 didn't see any reason to give him the benefit of the doubt. It, it just seemed like I should build a treehouse. It just seemed like that's <laughs> what I should be doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see the benefits of both. In the treehouse, you're up in the air. and the hut, you're in an enclosed area. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, it literally just came down to Look, I've been Team Olivia all day I'm gonna give you this one Don't fuck this up for us uh, And they didn't, it worked out
0: fine Yeah, and it worked out fine in the treehouse as well Axel, while there, finds out he, he delivers this line Look, I'm gonna tell you something But you have to promise not to freak out I have cookies <laughs> And he gives a cookie to everyone except Lucas Because he hates Lucas And also, while Petra... And Gabriel were being, like, sucked away by the the wither. Lucas was just kind of frozen there and didn't fight. And Axel hates that he, about him.
1: He, he really holds it against him.
0: Yeah, so much of the, I, like, the larger character themes of this episode are about cowardice.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Axel, or, or Lucas was frozen. Axel hates that Lucas was too cowardly. Uh, ivor was called a coward many times and gabriel was like fighting in in uh in in place of ivor cleaning up his own mess uh just i i guess it's just about are you a coward or not so
1: far yeah i wonder how um, they're gonna build on that yeah i mean i guess that's simple enough for a little kid's story rising above being a coward
0: yeah Kids I think don't need to be cowards. Don't need to worry yeah. about being co- cowards actually.
1: Yeah. What do you what do you have to worry about?
0: I haven't met a kid who was a coward and made me think like this is really dragging everyone else down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I think my nephew is not the bravest kid out there, but like he doesn't have to be. <laughs> Like, the things he's scared of is, like, going in a room when it's dark and not wanting to go on Splash Mountain when we go to Disneyland because of the big drop. Mm-hmm. Like, who's that really affecting?
0: Yeah, I I saw this show. Uh, it was, like, a reality show where people had to face their fears. And the mm-hmm. big thing they, they brought up for this, like, one lady, she said, I'm afraid of tigers. And they said, okay, great, we can put you face-to-face with a tiger, and we're going to do exposure therapy on this, and we're going to get you a little bit closer and closer to a tiger until you're not afraid anymore. And they did do that, but I'm just wondering, like, why can't you be afraid of tigers?
1: Yeah, that seems like a, a reasonable thing to be afraid of.
0: Yeah, like, also, like, how often are you seeing one? One you might see more often, and I saw another episode about this, was the fear of snakes. But, like, it's so good to be afraid of snakes,
1: yeah, the thing is, I'm not afraid if I see a snake on TV or something. I don't like see a snake and go like, oh, jeez, I just can't even watch. But if I saw a snake in real life, yeah. I would probably be a little scared.
0: I actually think it would be good for me to be more afraid of snakes because I'm not that afraid of snakes. Um, but I, I probably should mm. be
1: <laughs> I probably
0: should be more afraid of snakes.
1: I saw a video. So this is something I don't know if you know about me, but uh sometimes when I'm not drawing or playing my little video games, I just like watch hours of videos of orangutans and gorillas on YouTube. <laughs> I did I I I knew I mean that that just
0: that just sounds right. <laughs>
1: Not, not every day, but like maybe once every like three or four months, I'll just fat fall down a hole where I'm like, I need to watch more of these. And there's a video where they're training baby orangutans, like orangutans that have been taken from their parents and like, uh, they're trying to rehabilitate them to live out in the wild. Yeah. So they have to teach them stuff like being afraid of snakes. So, um, in this video I was watching, they have like a little rubber toy snake and, uh, These orangutans, as soon as they see this snake, they just, like, all grab one another and huddle up into a big orangutan ball. Whoa. They want that? Yeah, not a literal ball. Yeah, they want them to be afraid. They need these orangutans to know. But Uh, being a ball is,
0: like, the way to do it?
1: Well, they just know to be afraid. Okay. They just know to, like, huddle, grab one another, and get away from this snake. Uh, And then they taught them, like, one of the handlers comes in with a big stick and is like, if you see one of these poisonous snakes that's going to kill you, attack it with this stick. <laughs> with, like, a big club. Huh. Uh, so, so you will not be killed by a snake.
0: We had to take my dog, Colton, to get rattlesnake trained, and it was essentially the same idea, where uh, wolves and snakes didn't really, like, historically exist in the same place until dog domestic- uh, domestication. Right. So they don't have an in bread fear of snakes unlike cats which if you show them a cucumber get freaked out because they think it's a snake right
1: because it's snake s yeah
0: it's snake adjacent
1: yeah i think the orangutans are the same way like they just have that instinctual knowledge to if they see this snake they need to be afraid of this but they were like teaching them how to handle a snake
0: it always sa- it feels weird to me to say wolves because if i talk about my family members i say wolves with an fs <laughs> Um, your
1: your pack of wolves Yeah, I,
0: I don't I don't turn it into the uh the animal. I because it's spelled differently <laughs> and also a name. Right. Yeah.
1: How do how do we get on this? I forget where we were. Yeah,
0: we really just gave up. Uh so, Oh, being afraid of, <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: So the the, the next it morning ju- It just seems smart to be afraid by. It. The
0: next morning you you're all hiking toward just just outward. You uh you were told by Gabriel that that portal was supposed to take you closer, sort of, to the Temple of the Stone, but you don't immediately see it. Then you do immediately see it, and then you go there, find out that, yes, there used to be five of the Order of the Stone, and Ivor was one of them. And uh, you plug your Amulet of the Stone into a, like a light switch kind of thing, and it shines two points on a map where uh, Magnus and Elagard. Are supposed to be the engineer yeah. and the rogue. Magnus is the rogue. Elogard is the engineer.
1: Yeah, this is another choice where it really just like if you're gonna find both anyway, the choice is which one you're gonna find first. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter if you're gonna be finding the others, but it's still presented as a uh, Are you taking Are you on team Olivia or team Axel?
0: Yes, because Axel won. You get the sense that, uh, like your characters kind of are a new sort of order of the stone style squad where everyone has analogs in the old way, and mm-hmm. Magnus as a rogue is kind of like, well, I would have said Axel's more like a warrior, but I guess Axel sees himself as a rogue, um, and yeah. Olivia sees herself as an Elagard-esque engineer, so they, they both want to meet their, like, favorite Order of the Stone person.
1: <laughs> yeah, it they just want to do it right now.
0: Uh, yeah, and I, I, if this were The Walking Dead, I would assume that me choosing to go to one first over the other would mean that something bad is going to happen after I do the one, so I actually never get to do the other. But I don't really feel that way about this. I feel like I'm just going to do both.
1: Yeah, but it's possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe, like, something will change.
0: Yeah, and the reason you can't just all go, uh, you have to pick which one you're going with, uh, is because Lucas is there, and Lucas is saying, hey, guys, I'm actually not going to go with you. I need to stay here at the temple because I bet Petra, if she's still alive and well, will eventually come here looking for us, and I need to be here when she gets here. And also can one of yeah. you stay with me because I'm lonely? <laughs> so one of the three of you has to stay behind for some reason. It's never even considered that Jesse would stay behind.
1: Yeah. We can't have the the main character stay here. Yeah.
0: Um even though Jesse, out of all of them, is the only one that's like got a friendship going with Lucas. Yeah. Uh so if you if you go to Elligard first, you are basically picking to spend your time with Olivia in the next episode because like the episode ends right after this choice. And if you mm-hmm. go to Magnus first, you're picking to spend the time with Axel. I didn't realize that. So I'll I'll just tell you I I chose Eligard.
1: Uh I did too. Okay. But I I decided to go with I I did know that you were going to be going with one over the other. And I I don't know what made me pick this, in retrospect. I can think of reasons now that are a good reason to pick it, but at the time, I don't know why I picked it. I guess I just thought, uh, you know what, Axel, you were really out of line last night. Just to stick it to you, I'm going to go with Olivia. You stay here. (laughs) You you make friends with uh, Lucas here. You got some stuff to work out.
0: Yeah, I i i think for me it was i just wanted eligard the engineer on my team more than magnus the rogue like mm-hmm. just the goal of what we we're going for i i felt like having an engineer was better right. um and then i i regretted it i actually instantly regretted it when i realized oh that means i'm leaving axel behind on his own with lucas he's gonna kill this guy axel will kill lucas while i'm gone <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's a he's a crazy man. He's he has a thirst for blood and will not hold back. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the idea of thinking that Axel is just this unstoppable monster. Well, I
0: did have to like hold Axel back against like beating up or maybe kicking out Lucas the night before.
1: Right, but. Uh, it didn't feel like he was going to, like, hurt him. He was just against him staying there. He was just, like... I, it looked like maybe they might guy.
0: throw some punches. I, I got to punch Ivor, yeah. so punching exists in the universe. That's true.
1: Punching is something you can do in Minecraft.
0: There are some verbs in Minecraft that... It's interesting to think of, like, oh, you can't punch, maybe? Or, like, you can't kick? Because I've never seen mm-hmm. a kick happen. That makes me think, maybe kicking's not in this. <laughs> uh whereas in any other thing i would just assume it's real life rules but there's the rules the physical rules of how this world works are, are very unique so i have to think people like can people kick get punched in this world. maybe people can get
1: punched <laughs> people can get punched but it's we're not sure if people can get kicked or not. yeah we haven't seen kicks <laughs> well i also just feel like you know we did get some character out of axel maybe this will help uh Get some more characterization out of Olivia, maybe. I mean, I didn't think that when I made the choice, but just now, in retrospect, thinking back on it. You know, maybe it'll help get her uh, some time to shine.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that this is the end of an episode choice, because this is going to be, if they actually, like, go through with it, a hugely different episode in episode two. Because I'm going to a different location with a different person with a different goal uh yeah i i'm just going to experience a very different story i don't know how episode two could be one thing um like an episode of these games usually has to be
1: yeah it'll it'll be interesting i kind of wish one of us picked the other one just so we could see but uh that that's not how it's gonna play out
0: (laughs) yeah so that's that episode um
1: yeah, I didn't think it was bad, but, you know, I wasn't, like, super wowed by it. But yeah. you know, I had a fine enough time. I I want to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, it's it's an uphill battle because the Minecraft universe is so mechanically based because that's, like, the interesting thing about it. The Minecraft world, had it has some, like, ingrained lore, but not plot. So everything yeah. that they made up here is very, like, standardized fantasy made up. Like like high fantasy kind of story where there's this order of the stone, these heroes, and there's this villain and a dragon and they're a monster. And you got to save the day. And because that story has to be so standard to be able to adhere to the world, which is so mechanical, there's just like not a lot of...
1: Not a lot you can grasp onto. There,
0: there's not too many interesting takes going on. Yeah, on, they don't like do
1: their own thing. They don't do their own thing with it because doing their own thing with it is making it even exist.
0: Yeah, and I, I like the, uh, the the sort of Monkey Island way of saying, well, it's a fantasy setting, but also you can just have a convention. Uh, you you yeah. can just have this other modern day real world thing show up in yeah. here. Yeah.
1: It's, it's not like a standard pirate world it's its own pirate world. it's its own flavor of pirate world that makes it interesting. yeah
0: they, they do that to minecraft in order to make it an interesting place to be and I appreciate that um but it, it does it does make it hard to stay completely invested all the time when like this is how they're gonna present it it's a, it's, it it was it's a little sleepy it's a little sleepy.
1: Little sleepy. Maybe it, maybe it gets better as it goes.
0: Yeah, there is a there's a point in the convention where uh, there's a DJ, and if you choose to dance in front of the DJ, Jesse does the guy brush dance.
1: Oh, she does. Yeah, from t-
0: the one where he like or they do. S- s- wiggles his knee sort of. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's funny since Marty McFly also does that dance in Back to the Future. Yeah, that dance is they the banane. They just have that. Yeah, they just have that animation ready to go whenever they want to do it. I
0: wonder what Benang would look like in Minecraft. Maybe we already saw it. I just can't imagine it would be recognizable.
1: There's no way you could look <laughs> at it and say, "Yep, that's Benang." Yeah,
0: it's just like it's it's just like two yellow blocks on top of each other with a B,
1: <laughs> a blue box on top for the top.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you couldn't possibly recognize Benang so maybe that dance is the maximum of what they could do
1: yeah that's still neat i like whenever they slip that in there
0: unless it's like a big statue of a can of Benang.
1: Ooh, and then they like actually get you know what that would be great yeah <laughs> like like it's just a big structure that someone built
0: yeah that would be great <laughs> that would be That'd fantastic be awesome.
1: uh <laughs> yeah i i automatically love this game
0: so, so how excited are you to play 12 more episodes of Minecraft story mode?
1: That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it develops as it goes. That's a lot of time to really yeah. develop on this base idea.
0: I mean, I, I can only hope one episode at a time that like, they, they go a little further, do some more interesting things. It's not a bad start, yeah. but it's like... It, it kind of feels the same level of, of plot and world interestingness as like adventure time at the beginning but adventure time i had the the sense that oh you can really do anything in this world uh where this feels a little bit more limited
1: yeah definitely like adventure time that's another one like monkey island it's like sure it has all these uh base uh fantasy story elements but they go a long way in making them their own with like the aesthetic and like it's a very silly magic world uh, you get it more than I'm getting... It feels more just like a fantasy world in the world of Minecraft rather than its own thing. Yeah. I guess. Anything else before uh, but we it... jump
0: into our segments?
1: Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Were you Were you able to see your choices at the end?
0: No. Good point.
1: Yeah. i th- I think I might know why. I'm not sure this is exactly why, but... I think it's a thing where you really do have to log into your Telltale account to see your choices.
0: And I can't.
1: And I I wasn't able to. And it says at the end, it's like, uh, cannot load choices. uh, Go to this website and log in to see. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that. But it also wouldn't let me log in. Oh, I made an attempt.
0: I tried. I, I I
1: attempted it. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I do have I, a Telltale it account It's active on the website Yeah but yeah. yeah, I
1: do have a Telltale account I attempted to log in but it just wouldn't let me
0: Yeah I, I think Minecraft might be In terms of game Bigness the largest cat, uh, Casualty Of the buyout Because we got yeah. Monkey Island back We got Wolf Among Us back uh, We got Walking Dead back We got Sam and Max back We got Batman Back uh like all the big ones really are back it's a lot of the smaller ones except minecraft was it definitely was one of the big ones at the time uh Mm -hmm. and is it's not it's not there anymore
1: do you think we're gonna run into this with like guardians of the galaxy and game of thrones like the ones we have to we that just aren't up yeah yeah
0: i mean I, I totally understand why it is now impossible to get the uh, the percentages of the choices because the servers yeah. just it's not connecting to anything anymore. It's been unplugged. But why right. can't you tell me my choices? You know
1: Yeah, just let me see. But the good thing is I I was looking for the choices and they do have the choices listed on the Wikipedia page for the episode. Cool.
0: What are the choices so that they I have, have the tr- listed?
1: Well, one thing that I think is interesting is it's not just, like, the five choices they pick. They have, like, a lot of choices Whoa. listed. I don't, I don't know if it's just... Well, no, because it can't be just them writing down other choices you made in the episode, because all of these have the percentages with them. Whoa. Like, I, I know we already talked about the percentages not mattering, but just the fact that... Yeah, they that really don't. They're... There's like, let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten choices in just this here, first episode. With, in just this first episode, there's ten choices, all with their own percentages. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's double what you get in, in in the average Telltale episode. So, I was thinking, since we couldn't see our choices, maybe we could just go through them here and just say what we Sure. Do. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so the first one is, did you send Ruben away or keep him with you at at the point in the forest? I kept him with me.
0: I also did. It looked like that Um, might have resulted in him getting a black eye, like, permanently. It does.
1: Yeah, it says under the percentages, it's like, uh, this percentage let Ruben get a black eye, and the other one is told Ruben to run from the monsters.
0: So, oh, wow, so I guess we just made the wrong choice
1: maybe who knows what would have happened if we let him run see i thought it was a good choice who knows what's in those woods if we're being attacked by zombies here he could get ripped apart by zombies well
0: no i i think that he's not gonna die in the first episode
1: right but (laughs) i i still thought it was a good idea to keep him i
0: thought at the time but then i saw the black eye and i realized i probably picked wrong (laughs) so what's the next one
1: The next one is, did you rescue Lucas or alert Gabriel?
0: Rescued Lucas.
1: Same. Uh, But the percentages here... um, Well, yeah, because Lucas has kind
0: of been a little bit... Well, he individually hasn't been a shit, but he lets Adrian be so mean to you. It's not fair. Right,
1: but I think it's I think it's pretty obvious that Lucas is pretty cool with you. Like all throughout the episode, he's been like, ah, yeah, sorry about him. He sucks. Well, Uh, no, he he
0: hasn't said sorry is the thing. He hasn't said sorry about him or even tried to correct his friend's behavior. If you bring it up to him and and you say like, hey, your friend just like messed with our stuff and called us names and has been really mean. Lucas goes, yeah, I mean, that's a bummer, but that doesn't that's not like me. (laughs) <laughs> that's not really about me. Yeah,
1: I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about he was talking about winning the Endercon building competition. He he says, like, no hard feelings. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what I was confused. But like throughout the episode, Lucas has been shown to at least be cooler than them. Yes. Like willing to be your pal. On this.
0: Yeah. L- Lucas and the ocelots. Lucas is much cooler than the other ocelots.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I also um I went to rescue Lucas. Okay. It it just made sense since yeah. uh the others could <laughs> get Gabriel. Um so the next one is uh did you keep Lucas from leaving the shelter? Yes. Yeah, I did too, you know. Better to have him around than just kick him out. Yeah, just he's, to appease he's not doing Axel. Anything to like, hurt the t-
0: Axel needs to calm down is the thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Axel's the one in the wrong. It's not like he's doing anything to make the team worse. Yeah,
0: it's tricky because I agree with what Axel's saying. It's shitty that Lucas had let his friends be mean to us. It's shitty that Lucas uh, was just too cowardly to even try to help Petra and Gabriel when they were being sucked up by the weather. Uh, right. Like it is. It makes all the sense in the world to be very mad at Lucas. It's just like you know be chill out a
1: real dick about it
0: (laughs) yeah like now it just be practical about it don't kick someone out of the treehouse when there's literal zombies down there just because you're kind of mad and didn't have an extra yeah we're
1: yeah we're (laughs) yeah we're better off having him here yeah um and then the next one is uh did you choose to seek out eligard or magnus we already discussed that yeah
0: eligard for me so we did all those choices the same.
1: <laughs> so I, it feels like there's 10 choices, but I think the first five are like the big story choices, yeah. and then the second five are the smaller choices.
0: Yeah, lightning round. What are so, those?
1: Yeah, the next one is, what did you name your team? Order of the uh, Pig. We are, yeah, we already talked about that one. Order of the Pig is at the top with the percentages. Nice. Uh, did you threaten Otis, trade with him, or do nothing? Otis? It says Otis. Oh, the pork chop
0: vendor. I
1: threatened him. Yeah, he that's right. He stole my I pig and was going to kill him
0: for food Yeah, in front of me.
1: I I I have no reason to bargain with this guy. I have all the reason to threaten this guy to give me my pig back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going it to... It lets you use the sword and it's like, do you want to trade uh, the pig for the sword? Or do you, you want to threaten him with the sword? <laughs> like, well, I don't want to lose the sword and I hate this guy. So maybe...
1: Yeah, I felt... <laughs> I felt good about that choice. Like, even though it's like, yeah, obviously this is the right choice. As soon as I picked it, I was like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, they got to throw you some slow
0: balls in this game because it's for kids. You got to have some easy choices. Yeah. Definitely threaten the mean guy who's trying to kill your pet.
1: Yeah, but it it made me, like, I don't, I don't love Jesse at the moment, but it made me kind of like where I was able to take Jesse more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was able to be like, I can make this character stand up and threaten this person who deserves it. Yeah. Um. So the next one is, did you give Lucas your cookie? Yes. Yeah, I did too, but also it would have been so easy to break it in half so we both get half of a cookie.
0: Yeah, or like give a smaller portion to Ruben because he's a pig.
1: Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, a quarter uh, of our body weight.
1: Did you build a creeper, zombie, or enderman? We already discussed that right? one. And then the last one is, did you win the building competition?
0: Oh, okay. So I lost because they lit mine on fire.
1: Yeah, I wonder if you leave. I'm guessing if you leave your uh, two friends there to defend it, then you win. Mm.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my pig, my pig's out there. Yeah,
1: exactly. But also, it doesn't really matter at all afterwards. Yeah. But still, I would have liked to win. Uh, but that's all the choices. It's interesting how there's ten of them. I like that. I guess because we can't see them in game, we'll just have to look at it on the wiki in every episode.
0: Yeah, so let's let's filter that into our segments. My choice cut out of those is threatening Otis. I guess his name is Otis. Same. Uh, Same. Because it, I think it was a... a, a I, I can't speak for your version on this, but... For Catherine Tabor's presentation as Jesse uh Jesse, this is one of the stronger voice moments for Jesse in my version yeah, of the game. I as total
1: well. I totally agree. And we were just saying how like it's a very easy choice to make. Obviously, I'm gonna threaten this guy over the other two, but it's a choice where you feel good making that choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I also um I, I also just like how. Easy it is to make. It's just a, a, yeah. a sensible, honest, very quick decision. Didn't feel bad about it at all. It's, it's and all there's good. no
1: downside to it. It's it's not like I mean Otis might show like up something... later
0: and he's like, "You should have let me kill your pet."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you regret keeping that pig alive now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. If only I just let him have Reuben. <laughs> Uh, what's your weekly guy? My weekly guy is, so I feel a little weird about it because at the beginning of the episode, so my weekly guy is Petra, but at the beginning of the episode, I, I brought up how Petra doesn't have like a super strong personality. Um, like none of the characters really do other than Axel, but Axel's a douche. Um, so I went with petra just because i still liked her character enough like i thought she was a fun character to be around and i just liked ashley johnson's voice acting for her like she felt like a very she sold the idea that like this character is uh capable and strong but it's not really treat it's just very casual to this person she's just like yeah you know just kind of went to the nethers it was fine i got this skull
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i i i thought that was good um, I, I feel like she was one of the more likable characters.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, who's yours?
0: Mine is Axel. Axel is a douche, but Axel's always yeah. been a douche in a way that's like he, he's he's right, you know like the, <laughs> in, in the ways he's a douche, he's like pointing out how Lucas has been shitty in a way that like Lucas does not seem to take responsibility for. Um, Mm -hmm. so I agree with Axel, and I have to agree with Axel, even though, um, I don't agree with Axel at all about how he's handling this situation. So, like, Axel's saying, hey, Lucas, you shouldn't have been that complacent and cowardly. Now Petra's gone. (laughs) Get out of our group. And I was like, yeah, that's correct. And then but also leave forever also leave forever and i'm like no axel come on that wasn't right <laughs> you were almost there and i i like what they've done with the character like making you think yeah he's he's correct but yeah reckon with how much you want to pursue your correctness at the expense of others and at the expense of safety and practicality i think that makes Axel the most interesting character that we have so far. And also I think his voice is just great.
1: Yeah. Brian Pessein always does a good job. I mean, he's he's one of those actors that's like it's always the same voice every time, but it's just a good voice. It's just a
0: great one, yeah. Yeah, it's a Patrick Warburton in that way.
1: Yeah. I agree that Axel is a good character. I just think when it came down to like which one I enjoyed being around more, I gave it to Petra, but Axel is the one who has the most personality and i do agree with what you said he is the one who's he he is right uh, to a point yeah and then he's not as right
0: he's right about his assessment of of lucas but like just what to do about that is wrong and then i side with lucas over axel on that because i'm just trying to say like no don't kick him out that doesn't make any sense and then lucas is like oh thank you that guy was being shitty and like "No, no he was being right lucas I'm just also making sure you're fed and won't die. It's not the same as siding with you.
1: He was shitty about being right. Yeah,
0: even even prisoners get food, Lucas. Like I'm trying to, I'm just trying <laughs> to make everyone not die today.
1: He he wanted to execute you instead of giving you the cookie.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, do you have a golden moment?
0: My golden moment is that turn that Axel takes in the uh, <laughs> in the enca- encampment where he just suddenly makes you sort of reckon with the fact that everything we just talked about. That that's I guess yeah. my golden moment.
1: That's a good one. It was kind of hard for me to pick a golden moment since, like we also discussed, I this episode doesn't do a whole lot to be. Super interesting, but I gave it to just getting to Endercon because I thought that was like a fun setting we haven't seen in in Telltale games Mm -hmm. very often. Um, Just kind of walking around and being at this uh, this convention, I I I, I thought it was a nice place to be.
0: Oh, you know what? What? Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay cool i i didn't factor that in (laughs) but also uh
0: while you're at i changed my golden moment but it's still an axel moment uh at endercon if you find where axel is he's just been watching this one machine that like it does something with a chicken it like lowers a chicken into a lower level of the machine and then you just watch it go back up and then drop down again (laughs) <laughs> and Jesse can ask Axel, what are you doing? And Axel goes, yeah, I know I should be looking for the guy or whatever, but this machine just presses all my buttons. Unnecessarily complicated, mean to birds for no reason. When something like this comes calling, you answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you can't fault him for that. Yeah,
0: I, I love that, like, of the things he appreciates, just mean to birds for no reason. <laughs>
1: He says, "I'm gonna watch one more of these chickens get on
0: <laughs> yeah he he just he doesn't hate chickens. he just like loves that it's mean to birds <laughs> uh i think I think that aspect actually put me over the edge for Axel as my weekly guy as well i I just like that kind of character that's
1: good. I you know who my runner-up was for Weekly Guy. I liked the usher who was scared of the chickens. Yeah, he was a just because he has that he has that like beach bum type voice. Like he's a total throwaway character, but you still get a character out of him.
0: Yeah, like he's he's ushering for the uh, the Gabriel keynote, and there's a bunch of people swarming him, and he goes, "Oh, you guys big Gabriel fans or something? Too bad it thulled out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he he gets scared by the chickens. Yeah. And he he's just good. You just get what he's all about without him even needing to do much.
0: Yeah. So that's been this episode
1: of Minecraft l- Story Mode season one. Yeah, a little lukewarm, but I didn't have a bad time with it.
0: Yeah. Wait. Did you do? Sorry. What was your golden moment? The the
1: just the con. Just going. Just going to EnderCon. Gotcha. Yeah. I just thought it was like a cool place to be. Yeah, at. for sure. Um. I. I
0: um i mean i'm certainly going to keep going because it's this podcast but
1: (laughs) because it's our job for the podcast yeah
0: i'm wondering if i would have dropped out if i played this when it came out and i didn't have a podcast
1: (laughs) i feel like i would have maybe done one more episode at least and if it didn't get better probably would have dropped it yeah yeah i i just don't but i wonder how i wonder how many of those telltale games i would have said that for other than this
0: well, I did do that for Back to the Future. Didn't finish mm-hmm. it. and yeah. I get it.
1: I get it for Back to the Future. I definitely would have done it for Jurassic Park.
0: Yes. Well, Jurassic <laughs> Park was not episodically released, so I don't know. I would have had it, all of it, and I could play through it in like one day. So,
1: I guess that's true. But I
0: wasn't very interested.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have been happy about it.
0: Tales from the Borderlands, I think I would have finished.
1: I definitely would have finished. Like, even just that first episode just had me gripped.
0: Yeah, and, and Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us, I think I would have finished. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would have kept going on this one based on that episode, but it could go somewhere interesting. Waiting to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll see. I, I have hope that it can, uh, ramp things up a little more.
0: Yeah, my, my, t- my, like, cultural osmosis idea of what this game was. I thought it was going to be like genuinely excruciatingly written based mm-hmm. on what people said about it. I don't feel that way at all.
1: No, I don't, I don't think it was like awful. I don't think it's like new tales from the borderlands or anything. It. It's, it's just not super. It doesn't really push that hard. Like yeah. the characters are pretty basic other than Axel. Uh, the elements in the world. There's not a whole lot to latch onto, other than the, other than it being Minecraft. You
0: know, you, can I say something wild? I I don't yes, think it's go going to end up worse than New Tales from the Borderlands, but just New Tales from the Borderlands episode one versus this episode one. I think I like New Tales from the Borderlands episode one more.
1: Uh, kind of, yeah, I think I would say that just because that first episode kind of made us think that wasn't going to be that bad. It kind of... Yeah, like, the Anu storyline in episode
0: one was bad. Just, it, like, Anu yeah, and but Fong the others were seemed fine. Be written worse than everyone else.
1: Yeah, but the others had, like, good character interactions. Yeah. Like, Octavio and Louis, you got some good... Uh, a good dynamic between it it felt like real friends talking to each other. And then Fran didn't really talk to that many people, but like her situation was very, uh, very relatable. That, that first uh, episode, just
0: the Fran stuff could have been a standalone telltale, like part of no series. Don't even think about it in terms of borderlands. It's just like a single episode out of the blue, play this it's an original ip and i think it would have been yeah. great Maybe. um and then everything about fran after that first episode was way downhill from there
1: what a bummer it, it's it starts out so good i would have thought she would have been like the vip going forward like a story you can get behind but it's just bad the rest of the way <laughs>
0: yeah like somehow Anu became the good character out of the three after being the bad character in the yeah, first episode. Yeah, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, so if, if it has a similar kind of drop-off in Minecraft, then that'll not be good, but I don't get the... I don't think it I will. I don't get the feeling it will, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like it'll stay a lot more consistent and will probably end up a less insufferable product.
0: I I would guess that is true. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Man, it feels it feels like... So we have been done with New Tales from the Borderlands for a while now, but it it still keeps coming up.
0: Not that long, like less than a month ago.
1: Yeah, but like it, it feels like just because it wasn't very good. And then we jump into Michonne, like there's so many comparisons. And even now we're doing comparisons. I think it's just because we have that bottom rung of the ladder now.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we, we have... Well, I mean we already did with I'm, CSI, I'm sorry if... but now I think we can understand yeah. like how you can get there in different cool ways. How <laughs> uh, <if laughs> yeah, you can arrive fun, at the bottom room just from sliding down, from climbing down to jumping down. There's right. lots of ways to go down.
1: Yeah, and like I don't have a problem with it just for us, but I'm I'm sorry if any listeners are get annoyed with us constantly ripping on new tales. I'm sorry if we don't get away from it. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'll we'll have Minecraft to talk about next week as we talk about Minecraft Story Mode Season 1, Episode 2. And until then, have a great summer. Have a great summer.